Hello, potty people. You have Jake flying solo today, and I'm going to be discussing the third episode of Moon Knight, titled With Friends Like These. So we are now halfway through the season slash series, and my famous patient streak for Marvel appears to be coming to an end. With that being said, on to the recap. I'm going to recap the story quickly here. Uh, the episode picks up where last week ended in Egypt. Uh, here, we see Layla and Mark go to Egypt separately, yet they manage to bump into each other almost immediately. Very convenient. They call on an old friend slash flame, possibly. It's very vague. Of Layla's named Anton Mogart. For any comic book fans, they know him as the Midnight Man. Let me rephrase that. Not any comic book fan. For a Moon Knight or comic book nerd like myself, excuse me, Moon Knight fan or comic book nerd like myself, they would know Mogart as the Midnight Man. He looms pretty large in Moon Knight's history, but I'll have a little more on him later. Harrow turns up in Egypt as well. We see him looking for Amit's temple and actually the beginning of the episode. It appears like he's found it or is close. And Harrow turns up in Egypt, causes some more trouble for our heroes, namely Nanshu, Spectre, and Layla. He manages to get Nanshu in trouble with the court of Egyptian gods. More on them later as well. He also exposes Spectre and Layla's manipulations of Mogart, causing a fight between them. Harrow is the big winner in this episode, mainly because by the end, Nanshu is imprisoned by the court of Egyptian gods, who for some reason trust Harrow over Nanshu. Harrow also gets what he wants from Mogart, and he puts Spectre, Spectre and Layla further on their heels by turning a would-be ally in Mogart against them and robbing them of Nanshu, their only apparent ally in this fight. Quick aside, I should have mentioned this earlier. I'm just referring to Moon Knight, the Spectre, or the... It's too hard to refer to it as Stephen Grant slash Mark Spectre, and I'm still not sure who Moon Knight, which one of them is Moon Knight, or who controls Moon Knight. So I'm just going to refer to him as Spectre, which is the comic book character's main name. Okay, moving on to the three things for this week. I'm going to be generous here and give the show at least one like. This was a good episode for the villains. Anyone who listens knows that I love a good villain. There were some rooftop thugs that were a little lackluster, but mainly Mogart and Harrow are the focus and features of this episode, and they both had great episodes. For Anton Mogart, the, the Midnight Man, he had a real odd mix of Belloc from Raiders of the Lost Ark and Gerard Butler's Phantom of the Opera. Uh, he brought an odd mix of those two characters to the table, but it really worked for me. It was a big dramatic performance. I really liked it. I'm going to dive a little deeper into him later in the new character section. What I also want to note here, just generally for this series, is that the development of Harrow, Arthur Harrow, is one of the few true bright spots of the series for me. He's a master manipulator, a great orator, and he does a great job of generating a powerful and strange aura of influence for the character. He has a certain mystique about him. It's not perfect by any means, and I still don't understand how much sway he has over the court of Egyptian gods, but he is a new type of villain or one we haven't really seen before. We've seen manipulators like Alexander Pierce or Aldrich Killing in the past, but they're normally behind the scenes. And here he's taking a front, a real direct role in all the operations and ongoings of the series. I realize as I say that, you can make the argument that Thanos started off as a behind the scenes manipulator before jumping in. But I mean, they're, to me, they're so different. It, there's, to me, they're very different characters because. While Harrow might be powerful, he nowhere comes near as dangerous as Thanos was. At least so far. All right, I'm going to stop that rabbit hole. Again, 
really liked the villains here. One more quick note. I know I mentioned last week that I didn't know if there was a reference for Harrow's arc. However, hearkening back to week one, if you've been listening, you'll know I mentioned the crazy runs in the family story arc from the comic books where Nanshu feuds with Ra through their avatars. I also referenced Harrow's comic book story as a minor mad scientist type who is disfigured. What I meant to say was that I didn't know if there was an arc, specific arc for a past fist of Nanshu who then started serving another god. So just wanted to clarify that. Again, probably sounded a little disjointed. Understand that they are drawing from Crazy Runs of the Family arc and obviously Hera has his own backstory. But yeah, unfamiliar with the fat past fist of Nanshu serving another god theme or parallel. So just wanted to put a little bow on that note. Second thing that I'm going to discuss this week, or this is going to be a gripe though. The trial of Nanshu was just terrible in my mind. The court of Egyptian gods, again, an all new, all powerful, or very powerful organization, literally gods here, they've been randomly introduced in the middle of the series. They've been unrealistically waiting in the wings over the past, what, 15 years? 40 plus stories, around 40 stories, including movies, shows, all that jazz. And they've done nothing. And this, mind you, is despite threat Thanos threatening their existence. That's something that Eternals didn't touch on either. Were the Eternals also removed from existence for part of the blip? Were any of these gods part of the blip? Despite their illogical presence, they're also just boring. The scene didn't make any sense to me for reasons beyond that. Like, why is Harrow believed over Nancho? We obliquely reference some shame that he has, but without knowing what that is, the scene loses any meaning for me. And I wonder how these gods could be fooled by someone who openly admits to serving Amit and how they would trust him over a fellow god. I'm sure we'll get there at some point, but unfortunately, to me, it's just undermining the story. And again, the presence of the court of Egyptian gods almost undermines the MCU itself. I don't want to say undermine, but it just it is not, it doesn't feel to me organic or better yet, it just feels awkward. It doesn't really fit to me with the MCU they've created. One other thing, the trial. Again, I know that there's something going on with the Nanshu, Spectre, Grant, now Lockley, Psyche. But just the execution of the actual trial and Nanshu screaming at this really loud voice as he answered. And then it would go back to Grant or Spectre or whoever it was. It just didn't work for me. Played really big and just that it was overly dramatic. Didn't enjoy it. Trial of Nanshu, huge, huge fail for me. Kanshu, excuse me. <clears throat> My third dislike slash gripe. A third personality, third personality, apparently more brutal than Spectre, is starting to emerge. This is an all likelihood Jake Lockley, who in the comic books is his taxi driver personality and not necessarily more violent than any other personality. The fact we're halfway through the series and they're still introducing characters or in the form of the alternate identities of Moon Knight just is not working for me. And it's not a mystery so much as a storytelling device. And the way they gave him an old tiny New York cab accent to distinguish him also just felt like a mess for me. I will admit I was a bit distracted during the episode. So even though I found the execution poor, I do admit it could be a viewer error. But regardless of the execution, I just have a bigger problem with the overall strategy and plan. Again, we're halfway, we are past the halfway mark of the series and we still don't have a clear understanding of what's going on. And I mentioned this last week, but again, to me, it's a mismatch of tactics and strategy. They have the strategy 
their overall strategy to these series is construct them in a way similar to other streamers or traditional shows. Namely, you have a beginning, a middle, and end. Like it, it's spread out, and it's almost like more like acts. However, that works when you have eight, really more like 10, 12, 13, 15 plus episodes. When you have six episodes, it, it to me, it just doesn't work as well. You can't wait till the fifth episode, the sixth episode to bring everything into focus because at that point, the series is over and you had people dedicate four or five hours or more likely 60 to 70% of the time to trying to figure out what's going on. And where I'm going with this is like for this series, yeah, I read the comic books. I knew Jake Lockley was one of the personalities. I wasn't sure if he was going to be introduced here or when. But the main thing for me is I'm halfway through the series. I don't know where the mystery is going because I don't have all the pieces in hand. Like I still don't know what happened with Concho. Jake Lockley is apparently different than the comic book psyche. It just it, it's very – it seems to me – there's a mismatch in tactics as again, they're using short seasons and six, but they're taking this long-term approach as if there's like 18, 20 episodes. Okay. We're going to start discussing the new characters. I already mentioned how there's the court of Egyptian gods. Again, these are it's another set of all powerful beings or organization like the 10 rings, the new red room, the TVA, the eternals, and now the court of Egyptian gods. Cool thing about the gods in the episode is the awesome visuals we see of Kanshu using his powers to turn back the night, which is undoubtedly a highlight of the episode and one of the cooler visuals we've had from the MCU in a long time. The climax is Kanshu's turning back the night, racing against the court spell to contain him. Spoiler alert, they managed to contain him before it's over, but not before Spectre and Layla get what they need. Another new character, Anton Mogart, the Midnight Man. This character is one of Moon Knight's earlier villains. In the comics, he's a famous thief who steals at the stroke of midnight and wears a wonderful cloak. As I said, he has an interesting vibe, mixing Belloc's evil archaeologist from Raiders of the Lost Ark and Gerard Butler's Phantom of the Opera, Dramatic Malice. It's not completely evil, it appears, but he does seem selfish and dangerous, but again, not outright evil, which gives him some depth, which I like. My biggest gripe here is that he doesn't have a larger role in the episode or the series. I think he should have been introduced earlier and developed further. He could have come back this season... I mean, he could come back this season, but I don't think he will. I like this performance and was left wanting more time with this character. Sadly, I want to note that the actor who played Midnight Man, Gaspar Uliel, passed away from a skiing accident before the series started. So sadly, this is a posthumous experience. The family of the character, excuse me, the future of the character is unknown, but obviously not top concern here. Condolences go to his family and all the loved ones who he left behind. In terms of rating the episode, I've been generally doing thumbs up or thumbs down. I've been patient with the series, as I said before, but now it's a thumbs down for me. I was really trying to give the show the benefit of the doubt, and I did think last week was a big step in the right direction, but this week it lost me all over again. I don't mean to list the gripes one by one, but it's really the best way to just dive in. My main gripe is that they, I don't like how much they use CGI for Moon Knight. He's just punching and kicking people. He isn't doing anything that dramatic 90% of the time. They should just they should have gone for more physical stunt work like Captain America films, Daredevil, and the Jason Bourne films. Instead of getting high-level martial, art, martial arts scenes with excellent choreography, we're just getting generic CGI fights. And, and the CGI is not even that good, and the fights aren't even that interesting. So it just seems like a big mess for me. I also don't see any chemistry between Layla and any of the identities of Spectre, Grant, Lockley. 
there's just no chemistry between Oscar Isaac and that actress, unfortunately. We're also now halfway through the series. We still don't have any context to the Harrow-Kanchu fallout. We don't know why Kanchu was disgraced before the court part of this episode. We still don't have the full range of identities for Moon Knight. And we don't know Layla's backstory or what Mark did to become Kanchu's servant. Speaking of which, Kanchu was finally becoming interesting before they wrote him off in the form of being trapped in an idol by the court of Egyptian gods. Ending the list of gripes, I'm really glad Marvel is trying new things and giving new artists and creators voices and opportunities, but so far this series is a big mess for me. I might not be the demo, but this show is just exposing some of Marvel's greatest faults, which may be turning into Achilles heels for them. Over-reliance on CGI, over-stunts and action for action scenes, constantly introducing new characters, shifting that shift the paradigm of the known MCU, and undermining what has come before, and weak romantic story arcs are just becoming chronic issues for Marvel. What's worse, this series' lack of comedy, charm, or even entertainment value are, are new symptoms for me, which is, which is most upsetting. I will keep watching just because I'm already hooked, but I want to re recommend the series to any new watchers at this point. Thank you for your time, folks. While I haven't enjoyed the series so far, I always enjoy my time with you. Thanks again, and have a great day. Bye-bye.